1: Welcome to Heels
2: and
1: Quads. Hey everybody. Wanted to give a shout out to our sponsor before we get started today. Go over to ColorAndElbowBrand.com. Pick yourself up something for the gym, something for your everyday life. Maybe a night out in the town. Go to com. Use coupon code Heels and Quads in all caps. Save yourself 10% like I'd have. So, support us. Support the show. Support our sponsor. Support yourself. You deserve it. And speaking of deserving it and supporting the show, go over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads. Pick yourself up a shirt representing heels and quads. Let the people you know know where you stand as far as getting your wrestling content as far as podcast goes If you've ever wondered how we started our podcast and how we record our podcast, the answer is so, so simple. Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can make money from your podcast no matter if you have one listener or a thousand listeners. Downloads, everything. I mean, it's so simple. If you're creating something, get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Hello. All right, I got you this time, man.
2: <laughs> hey, how you doing?
1: Good man, welcome to the Heels and Quads podcast, I'm your host Tommy, at Mr. Tommy Walter on Twitter And joining me tonight is the CKCW World Heavyweight Champion, J-Rock, at J-Rock Daddy on Twitter Thanks for joining
2: me tonight, man Hey, thanks for having me guys, it took a minute, but now we're here, let's have some fun
1: All right. well it's just me now, Levi had to go, he had some other stuff to do but uh, work calls for him, and when work calls, he has to go. So. But I'm here with you, and we'll, we'll do the best we can without him. So what's up, man? Where all are you right, at? Well, Where are you I'm at? in Arkansas. I'm in Arkansas. Arkansas. I grew That's up in New, New Jersey, and I, I'm a displanted uh, New York Jets, New York Yankees fan all the way in Arkansas
2: i'm all the way up here in cleveland so we're a ways apart from each other but that's all right through the beauty of the internet we're now right in the same room at the same time along with everybody that's out there that's right so i want to get to friday but before
1: we get there i want to touch on you know your past in wrestling uh just start off with softball questions obviously how did you get into wrestling first as a fan
2: Oh, well, I mean, I've loved wrestling my entire life. Literally, it's one of the first things I remember watching on television. And, uh, you know, one day I didn't even know, you know, I got into wrestling in 1998. So uh, at that point in time, the internet hadn't become prevalent. Uh, there, none of that, none of the things there. It was a completely different world, literally and figuratively, than it is now. And I didn't even know independent wrestling existed. I didn't know there was anything but what was on television. And I came across a local independent here in Cleveland. And uh, I met a man named JT Lightning, who's since passed on. But he was the first guy that broke me in the business. And then I very quickly met another guy, Tracy Smothers, uh, who is legendary throughout independent wrestling. He's been around forever. And uh, Tracy kind of took me under his wing. And it's been off and running ever since. And this is my 20th year of doing it now. And who would have ever imagined that? 20 years is a
1: long time man speaking of 20 years our previous guest from this past Sunday Congo Kong your opponent this Friday has been in the business about the same amount of time so you guys both have about the same knowledge going in uh, so I'll tell you
2: what's I'll tell you what's uh, interesting about that is over the last 12 months prior to that I had never we' both wrestled almost the exact amount of time and we're from nearly the same area Congo uh, Kong and I had never, uh, competed against each other in any manner, not even in the same battle royal. And then uh, in the last year, we've had uh, four or five uh, really really hard fought matches. I mean, really uh, real, uh, I, I consider myself a bit of a tough guy myself. and uh, But it's just co- uh, crazy how the world works that you could be around for that long uh, and and just miss each other for 19 years and then now all of a sudden, Congo uh, Kong and I go around, and here we go. Now we're going to dance Friday night as well.
1: Yeah, that that's crazy to me because I mean, like you said, twenty years and you guys never crossed paths until the last year. Never. And then, Not and then anymore. you have you have three or four matches together. And now you got
2: one coming up on Friday night. Yeah, and this will be a this will be something interesting as well. Thus far, I have never gotten the best of Congo Kong. He's undefeated in CACKCW. I think he's undefeated. in everywhere he goes pretty much. And uh, I've definitely got my work cut out for me. So you talk so I'm not about coming you know, alone. I'm not coming alone. Uh-oh. My training partner, my training partner, UFC star Jessica. I uh, is going to be with me as she was last time as she is on uh, all of these shows. And she already told me, she's like, I don't care. I don't care if that's a man. I don't care how big he is. If he gets in there. Yeah. I'm just saying there could be a sports center moment on Friday night. I'm just telling you. Like a real life sports center moment. She'll get Jessica, in the ring if she has to, is what you're
1: telling fight.
2: us. I you just saw her. She just won her fight in St. Louis a couple of weeks ago. Jessica Jessica will scrap with just about anybody.
1: <laughs> I love it. And I love that you talk too, because a lot of times it feels like we're pulling teeth to get answers out of people. But for those who don't know, you have a sports talk radio show in Cleveland.
2: Yeah. Well, actually I don't currently because I got out of wrestling for a couple of years. I kind of reached that point at about 12 years in the business. Uh, as I like to call it, either get better or you get better. And I was definitely not happy with a lot of things in in wrestling and my personal life as well. And so I stepped away for a few years. And then about three years ago I came back and these last three years really resurfaced. an awesome run. And, uh, you know, so in, in this last three years, I've kind of really put the radio on the back burner. But for nearly a decade, uh, I did radio. And when I don't wrestle anymore, I will probably continue to do uh, radio as well. But yes, I, that's part of my background for years. And I still sideline uh, now doing play by play for high school and some small college football and basketball. So that's kind of fun as well. And it gives me. To by play and the color commentary side of things too.
1: It keeps you fresh.
2: Oh yeah. I love it. I, and you know what? I love high school football, particularly doing commentary, especially play by play because man, uh, you know, we live in a cynical world and I, I live in a cynical business, which makes it even worse. And, uh, you get out there, you know, high school football. It's all, it's all fresh. It's amateur sports. The kids are having fun, especially those first couple weeks of the season when nobody's lost and everybody's optimistic. And I love it. I always get re-energized into August when I call my first football game, and I kind of, you know, really get into that. So I, it's really cool. It's rewarding, and it's something else to do outside of wrestling. But yeah, it helps me be able to talk and sell these wrestling shows as well. My friend. <laughs> now, uh,
1: so not only are you a wrestler and a sports personality, but you're also a wrestling trainer.
2: Yeah, oh yeah. I've been training guys for quite a while now. Uh, EC3, who the talk of wrestling right now, showing up all over. I think he, I think he pulled a Rick Rude last week and was on, uh, shown on NXT and, and Impact TV on the same night, a la Ravishing Rick Rude, but um, I trained him. Uh, his real name's Mike, he's a hell of a guy and uh, that guy deserves everything that he's got uh, and the world hasn't even seen the best of him yet I'm telling you now, two years from now he will be uh, one of the premier stars in all of the world Mike, EC3 has it in every way Um, Shane Taylor from Ring of Honor that's that's like my brother I helped train him as well Um, he's killing it in Ring of Honor right now um, a lot of any guys that are, that are top talents that, you know, might not have made it, but are just some of the best guys out there. John McChesney, uh, Matt Roby, tons of guys that, I mean, you wouldn't necessarily know their names, but the, but a lot of guys. But yeah, I, I love training guys. I love uh, I love teaching guys. I love when young guys come to you and, and they just got a hope and a dream and you kind of give them a shot at it, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're an independent wrestling show. I mean, we review
2: WWE, New Japan, and Ring of Honor,
1: but we're more into the indies, and we like to give people you know, not that necessarily don't get a platform to tell their story. That's kind of like what we push on this show.
2: Oh, absolutely. We, That's wa-
1: awesome. We want to give those guys and those girls – because, I mean, we did a full month and a half almost where we had nothing but girls on. And, I mean, I'm telling you right now, some of those girls, they work their butts off to get where they're at, and a lot of them are going to go a lot further than they're at right now.
2: Oh, absolutely. I saw, I think I just saw you just had my girl Angel Dust on. Like, girl
1: Yeah, man. she was great. Uh, that was another solo Zoe one Sky. for me. She was, she was on last night, actually. She was great. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah, I just
2: happened to see that name and I'm like, Oh man, I know she's Zoe Sky now for everybody out there, but she used to be Angel Dust. So uh, in the wrestling business, whatever you were when I met you, that's what you are until the day you die. Like, I don't care what your name is
1: now. You know, <laughs> you see somebody backstage and you go up to them and that's, whatever name they had that stuck with you. That's what they're getting called by you.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like it was funny. I was, at, I did a, a WWE loop just a few months ago and many of the guys there I've worked with all over the independence and under their various other names. And the look on guys, basically they hear a name from another day and they just turn around and it's like, Oh man, you know, nobody calls me that anymore. You know?
1: <laughs> and speaking of guys in WWE and in NXT, you also used to be tag partners with Raymond Rowe from War
2: Machine. Absolutely. One of my best friends in the world, Ray, Ray Rowe, is another guy that deserves everything he's got right now. Um, him and I teamed up for a long time. We teamed up with Shane Taylor. That I tell people now, man, that was a hell of a six-man team. We were kind of doing the Freebird thing. And I'm like, think about it now. You got Shane Taylor, Ray Rowe, and myself. I'm the small guy in that group, <laughs> and uh, which was a dynamic that's just – Crazy and look, you know, it was it was scary. Road trips. Oh, uh, I'd,
1: I'd love to hear some of those stories. And you guys
2: called yourselves the Cleveland Mafia, correct? Absolutely, yeah. That and then you know, Ray, uh, you know, Ray went first, and Shane followed him down to Texas, and you know, life goes on. But uh, yeah, Ray's like my brother, and it's, I'm so proud. I, I was seeing him show up on that NXT. I mean, it's not just that, seeing him wrestle in front of, you know, 50,000 people at the Tokyo Dome. And, um, God, I just love I, – I love seeing good things happen for my friends in the wrestling business more than I do just for myself. I, I really do. I, It's so awesome. And I'm lucky. All of my friends right now, my crew, as you would say, and everybody's got their crew. My whole crew's out there killing it. And they're all – on national TV or traveling around the world or living the dream, whatever it is, you know, and it's so awesome to see it.
1: Absolutely. And we love seeing that because I mean, like I said, me and Levi love, you know, independent wrestling, especially even not necessarily independence, but ring of honor, new Japan, both we, I mean, we both love watching that probably more than WWE at this point other than maybe NXT, but Now, when War Machine, when we heard they were getting signed, and they got signed around the same time as Candice LeRae and Ricochet, but when – I was more excited for War Machine than anybody because that team is just so cool.
2: Oh, yeah. They're different from everybody else. Uh, Ray… I've seen the evolution of Ray Rowe from from all from the beginning, beginning, Raymond Rowe, all the way up until what he is now. They got it with the Viking thing and uh, the leather and getting the custom stuff and doing the war paint. And Hanson is a hell of a talent for a big guy. I mean, he really is, as everybody's starting to find out now. He's a hell of a guy. Um, and Ray Ray is ridiculous. The world hasn't even seen how good Ray Rowe is because as good as War Machine is, Ray Rowe is a different animal as a singles wrestler. His he could go a completely different path. He has a second career whenever the War Machine thing, you know, runs out, however long that may be. But uh, uh, trust me on that. Ray Rowe has an insane. He's got that crazy strength, uh, and he's an amateur wrestler. His background is great. But War Machine's going to do some some really good things there, man. Uh, and and I and I, I love.
1: Yeah, I mean you're you're a humble guy. I can tell you're happy for your friends. And I and I. I, we hate to ask about other guys because it feels like just putting them over and, you know, just kind of leaving whoever guess on the back burner. We never ask those questions, but I knew. As, no, as, no,
2: I, I'm all about it, man. Yeah, I'm all about anything you want to know. Ask away. Yeah, and
1: that's and that's why I said, you know, I, I wouldn't ask anybody usually, but just the way the conversation was kind of going. I, I could tell right away you were cool with everything because and a lot of it is I think, too, is because you train some of these guys and, you know, it's like watching your kids grow up.
2: Yeah, I'm right. Oh yeah. I'm proud, man. I I've, you know, and there's lots of guys look, I learned from Tracy Smothers. There's thousands of wrestlers in this business. There's people in the hall of fame all over the place that, Oh, Tracy Smothers debts of gratitude. And uh, some remember and some don't. And that, that kind of rubs me the wrong way, but that's a different story. And, but I mean, he helped everybody. And like, I can tell you stories of coming up in this business and taking road trips with Tracy Smothers where he wouldn't let me pay, trans wouldn't let me pay tolls Would you know uh paid just if he had to pay party out of his own pocket whatever tracy made sure that he knew he was making money and and the indie guys with him were doing if if he did it for me he must have did it for hundreds of other people but tracy always took care of me and i would and he would always say the only thing he wanted was if you're ever in a position to do it j-rock do it for somebody else so i try to do the same thing i I, I always try to let guys jump in the car with me. I try to, you know, give guys opportunities and, and help them. I always offer indie guys anywhere. can all And I might not get to it for a couple of weeks because I am busy sometimes. But anybody can send me a YouTube of a match or two. Although once some guys take it crazy. I said one time some guy sent me eight matches and he said, these are all eight of the matches I've had. I'm like, oh, my goodness, man. <laughs> Watch like, them all
1: critique and get math. back to me. Jay,
2: right? <laughs> but anyways. I love that. Guys will send me matches, and I'll say, "Hey, man, here," and I'll make a whole list of notes, and I'll send it to them and give them my thoughts on it and stuff like that. I love teaching every bit as much as I love performing. So, yeah.
1: And I'm gonna set up a ring in my yard now and film a match with one of my kids, and I'm gonna send it to you and have you critique it for me. Yeah.
2: We could we could we could sell tickets to listen to me break that down. Don't put your kids in it though. I'd feel bad making fun of kids. That would be too fun. You got to put some backyard in it, and then I can do some five dollar wrestling. No, I'll put
1: my kids over, man. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna go over my own kids. No, but I wanna to...
2: No, but if you put kids in it, it's
1: cute. Yeah, you know? that's true, and it makes me look like an ass.
2: Yeah, you put kids in it, it's cute. It's not nothing to be mocked at that point. Oh, no, you gotta have homeboy who you gotta have homeboy who wakes up in the morning with his tinfoil cardboard belt, breaks it out in the backyard and has his crew come out and they start off with their four life handshake every day. Those are the guys you put in the backyard and then record it and have
1: some fun making fun of it. That's my co-host Levi right there. And I can make fun of him because he's not on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy the King. Those kind of guys. Crown me, crowd me. I will
1: rule you. Oh, man. I could go on forever about that. Anyways, so I wanted to touch on Tracy Smothers for, for just a second. So, see, now I know who he Gulf. is because I watched a lot of Smoky Mountain. When I moved to Arkansas, Smoky Mountain was actually kind of – say it was on its way out, but, I mean, I remember Tracy Smothers even with his time with ECW because, like I said, I was I grew up in New Jersey, so I watched a lot of ECW. So I saw him then. And I honestly think, uh, especially now with the network and stuff, you can go back and watch a lot of stuff, but he's one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time.
2: Pat, absolutely. You'll, you'll, you won't get an argument out of me. My friend Tracy Smothers is uh, a one of a kind in this business. This business was better off for Tracy Smothers having been through it. And, uh, it makes me so mad when I see people that – not just underappreciate. I mean, I'll see people him sometimes. I, I just – this era today, and I think Tracy has a hard time – and he should, by the way, has a hard time sometimes dealing with it because we do live in a pretty disrespectful era. Um, I think there's a lot of people that don't uh, – just don't – history doesn't mean as much as it used to. Um, And respect in the past doesn't mean as much as it used to. Obviously, I think everybody knows that in general, our culture is much more about today and forget yesterday. And, you know, um, but still Tracy Smothers is an institution in this business. And I mean it, if he's helped one guy, he's helped thousands of guys over the years. And there's nobody that's come across Tracy over the years that can say that they're on the plus side of the ledger when it comes to, who gave more in the relationship, them or Tracy? Tracy, I'm telling I can't put him over enough. Um, I, I can never thank him enough for the things he did. Just learning, sitting in a car with your mouth shut and just learning for years uh, from a guy like Tracy Smothers is something that I'll never, I can't replicate it. And I tell people all the time, I just did another podcast a little bit ago today before I talked to you and I told them what I'm about to tell you. My generation of wrestlers, uh, when I'm done five, ten years from now, however long it is in that time frame that my career winds down and the guys that are in my time frame, we are the last. I definitely am the last around here, uh, but my generation is the last one that we weren't, we didn't live in an era where we had to put food on our table to, to learn or to wrestle, but we're the last era that was taught. By the last era of guys who actually learned this business by putting food to using it to put food on their kids tables and put their kids through school and pay their bills and it's a different business when you learn it for real like that where it is your bread and butter and it's how you feed your family that is a different business than the one you learn at a wrestling school trained by some guy no matter where he's been this independent or that independent in 2013. That's a totally different animal. And the wrestling business has already changed a lot, but that last fundamental level, of, I really worry about that level of respect and some of those old school values that have already been chipped away, but there's still a lot of guys out there that are, like I said, my era of guys that still have that. But man, that, after me, every generation after me, will have learned from some guy who learned from some guy and not necessarily from anybody who did it every day to put food on their table. And I'm telling you, that makes a difference,
1: man. You just like, you blew me away with that. So I don't even know what else to say, man.
2: (laughs) I mean, think about it. It's a different thing. And I'm not, I don't mean, I'm not like, um, and no, not to disparage Jim Cornette. Cause I love corny. Uh, but people say, Oh, he's stuck in the past. And he might even say that I don't mean it like that. Cause I do believe that wrestling today needs to embrace the same psychology that it was a hundred years ago. And you just, you put modern wrapping paper on it. You put shiny new bows. The moves are modern, but the business is exactly the same as the one that was built a hundred years ago. And the people that don't understand that are doing it wrong.
1: And I mean, we're on the side of corny as well. I mean, we're, we're both big fans of his, and like I said, I mean, I watch Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, just – it. even as a fan, I mean, obviously, I'm not in the business. But even as a fan, you can just tell, like, the way that people are now, even whether it be in the ring or on a promo. And this isn't just WWE because we – I mean, we all know it's scripted, and, you know, they have to read off a script and word for word. But –
2: Wait a minute! Damn it! That's what I've been doing wrong the whole time. Are you serious? <laughs> Wait, are you telling Shit, that is? Are you telling me that wrong? Are you Are you telling me why didn't somebody tell me?
1: Are you telling me right now that CKCW this, this Friday isn't going to be off of a script?
2: No, I'm just kidding. I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> no, no, I know. I'm saying, but I mean, I mean, it's just it's aggravating because I mean, they try to. I, I don't even know how to phrase this without sounding like a complete mark.
2: Well, WWE is overscripted. I do. Every, everybody that makes that point is exactly right. The, that's that's a different animal that you're talking about. But the business can never organically create another Stone Cold no. Steve Austin if they don't let we just we talk. agree
1: with that one hundred percent. We actually just, our t- podcast this morning was on that right there. I mean, it was like yeah. As much as we'd love for all the old stuff to come back, it's never going to happen because the times have changed.
2: I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin was not made by the writers. The writers made him the ringmaster, and the, the life made him Stone Cold, the live promo. It just happened. And I just think they're right. I get it. Listen, okay, it's easy for people at home to uh, uh, armchair quarterback mm-hmm. as somebody who's done it myself. Uh, You don't understand what it's like to time out and script and segment a show for TV or for pay-per-view and have to hit every mark and have to hit every break and have to hit every sponsor, have to get everybody's segment in, have to get all the main things over. Like there are more masters at play than you realize. So it does need to be heavily scripted as far as constraining times and things like that. I do think that you're wrong when not you uh, yeah. people are wrong when they just blankly say it's overscripted. Right. but the promo are, I mean, at the end of the day, that's part of how wrestlers sink or swim. It's like, how good are you athletically? How good are you physically? How good of a worker are you? How good of a promo? Those are all different skill sets. And you know, somebody's right. You've heard millions of people say, Oh, the same people write the promos. And so it all sounds kind of the same, but, um, I say I just think they're better off giving the guys the bullet points of what we're doing. And but you can't because so many of these kids now, they don't come through the independent that's just it. You got two two groups of guys now. They either come through the independence or they come straight through developmental. They come through the independence, they can talk their ass off because most of them have learned how to talk at the country fair and, and in the back towns and in the big shows and on the i pay-per-views and on all the the little things that they did to fight their way to the big show but the cats that come up through developmental most of them can't talk to save their life because they're you know they're they're meatheads or they're athletes of a different genre they don't do it so you cannot teach people how to talk you cannot teach people how to cut promos you can teach them how to improve on their promo skills you cannot teach charisma you just cannot teach that inherent thing and you're never going to find it on accident they found Stone Cold, on, that version of Stone Cold on accident. Of course, everybody knew he was good, knew he was great in the ring, knew he was a hell of a mechanic, all of those things. But you didn't. They found Stone Cold on accident. They found Mr. McMahon on accident. They, the, the best characters organically evolve. And I know there's a middle ground, and I do hold out hope that as uh, you know WWE evolves, you know Hunter has done a lot of things to take over and do things differently and. That's one thing I, I would hope as a wrestler that he may change because it's way over scripted. And you know why? Here's the reason it's over scripted because you got all these script writers, you got 20 of them. Well, if your job is to write a script, then obviously it behooves you uh, to make sure that you're needed. So of course, all of these, it, it's a never ending cycle, man. And, and it's guys that need to keep their jobs. So they script these, the same promos for all these guys. And when it stinks, they blame it on the talent. And then they say, Creative doesn't have anything for you, and they send them off somewhere else, and they bring, and it's just I find it amazing. I, I I find it hard to believe that all of that talent came through, and Creative didn't have anything for them. Maybe maybe Creative didn't have any creative for Creative, you know. So, and they're not organically letting that stuff happen. They have to overscript it because if you don't overscript it, you don't need all the writers. Therefore, why are we paying all of you to write the show? Um, so there's got to be a happy medium. Like I said, I hope Triple H gets it there where, you know, and I'm, po- they they cannot possibly script every word for a guy like Kevin Steen who can talk, yeah. you know, um, Chris Jericho. And even if they do, I'm positive Chris Jericho goes out there and says it how he wants to say it anyway. But what are they going to tell him when he the comes other behind, back behind the curtain? <laughs> a lot of these kids are scared to do things on their own, like Stone Cold, The Rock. One of the things I I heard over and over from guys in the Attitude Era um, that I've come through on the indies is that when they've gone back for things like, you know, the Raw reunion shows and stuff like that, is how different the atmosphere is. Everybody was still friendly in the Attitude Era, but it was such more of a competitive environment. Wrestling in general used to be so much more competitive backstage than it is now. Now, everybody's friends everybody roots for everybody's success. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like I'm very happy for my friend's success, but you no, know, you don't have that cutthroat Ruth and, and not shady, not like stabbing your friends in the back, but that ruthless. I want to be number one, Every that competitiveness. And part of it is society doesn't have that anymore because you, you pat the kids on the head in little league and you give everybody a trophy and you tell them we all finished in first place. And, So they grow up thinking as long as we're all on the same team, everybody's happy and you lose that, that real drive to be number one, which is also where guys like Stone Cold come from, because he was like, yeah, I'm friends with everybody, but damn it, I want more and I can do more. And he, he pushed. And you know, if you don't have the incentive to push, you never find out what you can be. What if Stone Cold Steve Austin ringmaster came up in today's environment as great as he is, but he kept butting his head against the glass ceiling and gave up instead of pushing through because he never got that live mic. I mean, imagine how different the world would be without stone cold. So it makes you wonder how many potential stone colds have been washed out in the, in the years since they began over and everything.
1: I mean, you completely just, I mean, that is, like I said before, that is exactly what we were talking about this morning. I mean, to the T, It's, 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 it's blown me away because I mean, we,
2: I love this business, man. I love it. And I I love watching it done right, dude. I'm not one of those guys that thinks I know it all. I love watching guys go out there. I mean, we
1: just, we just want to see what we know is possible with the talent that they have. And obviously, you know, we're talking more WWE at this point, but they have it's like you're right it's like how many guys are just like got to that point and just been like you know what obviously it's not happening and it just it blows me away
2: i'll tell you what though i think that the best thing that could happen to wrestling is that you know the the best and the worst thing that happened to wrestling. It was that 10 year contraction. I say this a lot. Let me back up the the contraction, the great contraction of wrestling. I believe that there's a whole generation of guys, a lot of friends of mine. I mean, I fall into this time period as well. Um, I, I try not to blame things. I just, you know, whatever the past is the past. I'm not big on saying this is why people didn't make it per se, but the great contraction of the business from 2001 until 2011 ish that decade where you know the business lost a deluge of jobs that were never replaced between the loss of WCW and ECW and TNA was what it was but it it was also what it was and um so there's a whole generation of guys that unless they were fortunate enough to um be a world class athlete which was what the the beginning ring of honor that was the only way those the only guys they used were the super athletes there was a very uh, niche thing at Ring of Honor. It was not the entertainment product as well as the great athletes that they. They're a much more well-rounded product in 2018. Some fans will get mad at me for saying that. Old-school uh, Ring of Honor fans will get mad at me for saying that. But I think it's a much more entertaining overall product than it ever was before. Before it was way too niche. It was way too. You have to love wrestling and you have to love strong style wrestling, or you're not getting into this stuff. Um, now they got all kinds of characters. But anyways. The business lost all those jobs and lots of guys. I mean, the the contraction of the business is why it took this long for guys like AJ and and Samoa Joe and Rude and those guys to make it to WWE. Had all of those jobs that were gone and wiped out in that decade still been around, those guys would have been in WWE a decade sooner than they were. And they're the cream of the crop of talent. And it took them that long till they were 40 to get there because that I'm telling you, man, that great contraction is what I call it of the business when, when it all just collapsed. And like I said, those two companies went down and, you know, ring of honor stepped in, but it wasn't in TNA stepped in, but they were not ECW and WCW, you know, those were well-established promotions that had at least a lot of jobs to offer if nothing else. And so there's a lot of guys that, you never know. They never even came through. They dropped off. As I said, I reached a point where I said, man, I'm making good money in radio. And, you know, anyways, life works out and then you, you come back to it. But they that now has turned around because the Indies had nothing else. I mean, the Indies became, it just took a long time, but the Indies became that other place. And now look at it. Like, independent wrestling is thoroughly... Uh, flourishing and thriving around uh, north america um and that's part of it because now people it's different social media changed the game the internet changed the game youtube youtube didn't come around until 2005 i mean youtube has only been around for a little over a decade if you think about that that's crazy. crazy it feels like it's been around forever it's been around for 12 13 years that's it i'll tell you a funny story when i got in the business you, you you sent videotapes to promoters and i remember i was actually one of the first people in the world to have a youtube when youtube was this like beta testing thing when it first came out i was pretty tech savvy and i was like man this is pretty interesting i mean my original youtube videos are so pixelated and stuff cuz how bad the you know the process was oh, back absolutely. then you know <laughs> hd oh, changed God. everything they're yeah they're pixelated everywhere and stuff but I tried to send YouTube links of matches that I uploaded to promoters. They wanted nothing to do with it in 2005. They would say, no way, send me an actual tape, because they believed that if it was on a computer, it could be edited. and You could cut out your bad spots, your blown spots, or you could edit this thing, whereas uh, a videotape was a solid. They could watch a match from beginning to end. They did not understand the concept of YouTube, literally. And it's funny because now nobody wants a a tape or a DVD. They say, send me a YouTube link. It's like automatic now. Um, But that's how much it's changed. And social media, I learned about social media when I started running my radio show and working for the radio station 12 years ago and learned how to level the game with the power of social media and being able to reach so many people all over the place. And that's why I think you have now a lot of thriving wrestlers who said we don't need to work for this company or this company to make a living at what we do. And I believe there's more independent wrestlers making a living and, and your d- definition of making a living can be whatever some people's, some people need less than others to live. But I think there's more independent wrestlers making a living only doing independent wrestling than there ever has been before.
1: I think you're absolutely right, man. I mean, because, I mean, like I said earlier, I mean, we do a podcast that's based on, you know, independent wrestlers. I mean, just coming on and telling their stories because that's what's interesting to us because with, with like you said, the conception of YouTube and social media and everything. I mean, independent wrestling has blown up and it's almost, if not more popular in the in the diehard fan market than WWE or whoever. But I mean, it it, it is a big deal nowadays.
2: And that's why like this, this Friday with CKCW, they have the perfect storm uh, of a card put together because they've got tons of independent talent from all over the place. A lot of these guys don't ever interact on the same shows. They've put together a very unique combination of talent and then you have a guy like Eric Bischoff, who a couple weeks ago, I would say behind Stone Cold, he may have got the second, perhaps the third largest reaction on the uh, the Raw anniversary thing that they did of everybody that was on that show. He is a, a, a name that is very synonymous with, with any wrestling fan and even some outside of the business from 20, 25 years ago. And I think that Friday, that's kind of creates a perfect storm where you get the fans who know independent wrestling, who want to come see Ricky Reyes or come see uh Kahegis or come see this guy or that guy or Congo Kong or whatever it is. And then, but then you, you're going to get a whole different audience that I think you're going to get that, that attitude era audience, the guys that love the NWO and send in their tapes and nitro parties to Lee Marshall <laughs> and all that stuff, man. Um, and it's going to create a hell of an atmosphere. And then If the show hits a home run and these kids go out here and do what, you know, they they expect to go out and do, all of a sudden, that's how an indie promotion gets super hot and you create a whole new audience that says, man, I didn't even know this stuff exists. I told the promoters at CKCW, I'm willing to bet Friday, at least 50% of the people that watch this on the live crowd and 100% of the people that watch this thing on high pay-per-view because it's their first one there. But at least half of this live audience will have never not only seen CKCW, but they'll have never even seen an independent wrestling show before. So it's an opportunity to truly bring in a whole new fan base. And that is how, as they used to say in the old days, that's how you pop a territory.
1: Yep. And I think when we got linked up, I was all, I was all in for it. You know, I was like, you know, I got asked, and I was like, "Absolutely, I would love to do that." And then I didn't, because I didn't even know Eric Bischoff was going to be at the event when I was asked to to have a guy on from the CKCW promotion that I had never heard of. But they heard,
2: oh yeah, they've they've really got at it with the going at the podcast. I've done five five. I got one more tomorrow. That'll be six myself in the last week or so to promote. I apologize. This. <laughs> Oh, no, I loved it. it's great because see, here's the thing, too, is. Podcasts, sometimes uh, they're time sensitive and it doesn't help as much here with the fact that this event also has a, a replay ability, you know, that makes it even better, because if you're listening and it's past February 9th, you go, oh, man, I missed that. But uh, you can still go and order the, the replay. And, and I promise you, like, I know some of the things that are planned, like I can tell you, they have like a legitimate. Sports center moment planned on this thing. Um, and so there's some real opportunities to see some cool stuff. And and I've talked about this on a few other shows as well. Eric Bischoff, okay, he's not just a name that comes in, signs autographs. He's going to draw, obviously, the house based on his name value. But I think people are underappreciating. What an unbelievable performer he is on television. He is actively going to be a part of the show. He's not just here to sign autographs and do a meet and greet. He is going to be an on-air character. And I think people forget how good of an on-air talent Eric Bischoff is as a performer. Um, And he will definitely give people their money's worth alone on top of the card. So that's kind of cool because I found out this week, I thought, okay, I'm sure he's done these before. I actually found out that this is... Eric Bischoff's first and only pay-per-view appearance since he left TNA and WWE. He's never done an independent one before. So it's kind of the world's first opportunity to see a a star uh, that they see as associating with the NWO and the Hulk Hogan's and the Vince McMahon's and the John Cena's now on the exact same level interacting with some of today's independent talent. I think that creates a really cool creative stuff, uh, a- atmosphere as well as uh, actual value to the promotion. I think there's really a lot of cool things that have never been seen before. It's not the same old, oh, oh, they're trotting out the legends and they're working with each other. I mean, that's kind of like, oh, well, this is totally fresh. You know?
1: Absolutely, and for those that aren't in the Cleveland area, you can get the iPay-Per-View on the Fight TV app or on the website. It's fourteen ninety nine. like like j Rock
2: said, and actually, uh, I just learned this today. You're right, but I just learned today, so I just want to throw this in. Apparently, if you don't have the fight app on your phone or device or whatever, they have a thing this week or whatever this month where you get three dollars. Like if you order the the iPay per view, they'll credit you three dollars back for downloading the app. So actually, in that case, it would only cost you, I think, what, eleven, $11. ninety nine or whatnot. But <laughs> It's a way to get $3 off. Somebody pointed that out to me earlier. If you don't have the app and you download it, the first event that you order, they give you $3 credit off of it. So save $3 on it. But uh, fight TV is great. And, um, uh, they, their streams are, are well, uh, whatever, well buffered. Yeah. Whatever the word is they have, they have, they have a well-rounded system that they have. Well, so that I they have. Yeah. I don't expect any problems. And, um, and like I said, this thing will be available afterwards as well for uh, the replay. For I believe it stays up for at least 45 days after
1: the event. And, and, and I did want to add, I did see, because I looked at it right before we came on, um, it actually gives you a lifetime replay. So I don't know. Oh yeah, I don't know if after it drops off or whatever, they send you a link or whatever, however that works. But I mean, you have, I guess it's maybe in your cart or your library. You know what?
2: You are right. I I believe you're right. I don't think there is a limit. I think that might have been another website that streams our stuff. I think perhaps Fight TV keeps it up as long as we keep our uh, channel open with them.
1: And and iPay-Per-View alone has come a long way since those old Ring of Honor pay-per-views that I'm sure you've heard Jim Cornette. Complain okay. about you know how their feed would always drop. Of
2: course, the whole I mean lots of indie promotions were were swallowed up. I mean, Ring of Honor had to shut shut down shop on their i pay per view business for a while because of it, because technology hadn't caught up to what we were trying to do with the with the buffering and the bandwidth and you had to pay a lot of money to get enough bandwidth to cover the uh what it took, but it's a lot better now with the higher quality lines and the fiber optic cables and all the different. You know, we're we're now what was that? 2011, 12, when Ring of Honor was really having their problems with iPay per view, and you know now it's come so far that Ring of Honor has the streaming service now, which I think is really cool actually. Yeah,
1: and, and I mean um, their weekly TV is available on the Fight TV app.
2: Yeah, right. A lot, I've noticed a lot since I've just now started looking at fights since this uh, card was put on there. And I noticed that, yeah, they have theirs on there um, as well as the pay-per-views and the impact pay-per-views. But um, that that honor club thing, um, I had actually heard about that a few months ago when it was still in the planning stages. And I said, man, this is some really cool stuff because I wasn't allowed to say anything then. But the part that intrigued me is the stuff that's rolling out now. people are just finding out about about how not only is it a streaming of all the old stuff um, but it's like wwe network as far as you can pay for the year and if you pay for the year all the pay-per-views are included but not only that uh if you're in the honor club they're gonna stream live events that you can only see there and they're gonna live stream them there so that's kind of cool as well a chance to see all of that and i think it's I'm not trying to shill it for him, but I know it's not much more than a hundred bucks a year or something. No, shill away
1: because, like I said, we love Ring of Honor, and I'm sure both of us will get in on that honor club.
2: So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if you pay for yeah something, if you pay for the whole year, they throw in the pay per views uh, at no additional charge. And I think if you pay month by month, you still get the pay per views for half price or something like that. Even
1: then, I mean, it's worth it because I mean, like you said, their product right exactly. now is top notch.
2: Absolutely. I've never liked Ring of Honor more, and it's not just because I'm doing stuff with them. I've never liked their product more than than it is now. There's been guys there that I love that were there. There were times I liked certain things, but as an overall product, I love it now.
1: All right, man, before we wrap this up, because, I mean, like you said, you've been doing this stuff all week. You got another one tomorrow. I don't want to keep you too long. And, I mean, we've already gone over what I thought we were going to go over. but And that's fine. I don't mind at all because, I mean, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. You're one of my favorite guests that we've had on. I mean, well, you have you literally blown pay-per-view. me
2: away. I've got a crazy week myself. Um, a couple hours after the pay per view goes off the air, I'll be at the airport. I'm flying down to Atlanta, and I'm working the uh, the Ring of Honor taping at Center Stage. So, like, my my weekend is crazy busy. It's I mean, one minute you're just whatever this it's going to be a spectacle Friday night. Like I expect it would not surprise me if if they don't push the fire code on this building. I mean, there's as far as I've seen, just from what people have posted on social media, they have people that bought tickets from as far as way as Michigan, Indiana, Pennsylvania, Columbus, Cincinnati. Those are all, uh, you know, two, three, four, five hour uh, drives away. So it's pretty intriguing. Um, I think they're going to do pretty well live, and I'm very interested to see as well. Uh, they did a test pay-per-view uh, last month on iPay-per-view, and I think it was seen in every state and 25 different countries. So I'm very interested to see how this does. And then, like I said, going to Atlanta, Friday, or Saturday, Ring of Honor, it's going to be a whirlwind weekend for me. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. This is what we do. This is what we live for. I mean – as I say to whoever drives with me, every time I go somewhere wrestling, I look and I go, where else would you rather be right here, right now, doing this right here? Right here? Telling you
1: this much, I wouldn't mind riding the car with you and picking your brain myself. Um, but I'm going to order, Anytime. I'm going to order the guy pay-per-view on Fight TV. Um, I I want everybody that listens to us every, every show. Uh, I know we have a lot of subscribers that actually do listen to every show. So guys, if you're not in the Cleveland, Ohio area, please go to Fight TV and order the show. Um, it's going to be awesome. Not only are you getting Eric Bischoff, not only are you getting Congo Kong, J Rock, uh, the Powers of Pain are going to be there. I mean, it, I mean, it's a, it's a gr- it's going to be a great show. Tracy's father,
2: Ricky Reyes, Tokyo Monster Cahagas. I mean, there's a, there's a ladder match. I mean, there's a little bit of everything on this show. Maybe. There's
1: something for everybody here. Yes. So in Indeed. closing, I wanted to give you a couple of minutes just cause I'm sure you have, you know, your social media and you know, your personal stuff. I wanted to give you time to plug, um, since, you know, we hit, we hit the show pretty hard.
2: So. <laughs> I'm easy. Like Sunday morning, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, I'm under my real name, Jerry Myers, or you can look for J rock J dash R O C C. You'll find me on Facebook. Um, I'm pretty loaded on friend requests, but it'll let you follow me, and you can always send me a message and say hi. Twitter, Instagram, both are the same, at jrockdaddy, J-R-O-C-C-D-A-D-D-Y. Follow me on there. I love to post a million pictures from the gym and some occasional wrestling stuff and pictures of cute little babies and all those different things. So if you want to follow me on there, have at it, and I look forward to talking to people. Hopefully I hear from people that... Make sure you guys Tag me in this so I can. Oh get yeah, it out absolutely.
1: There and, and It'll be up in ten minutes.
2: And if you guys are listening to it out there, hit me up. Let me know you heard it on this show, and uh, I look forward to talking to you and seeing everybody Friday. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be fun. I've had a blast with you. Hey man, there.
1: it is my pleasure, and I will even go to this far. It was an honor because, like I said, you're one of the on. my favorite guests we've had. Your stories blew me away. No, you. you can talk. I didn't have to carry you like I have some people. <laughs> I'm not going to name names because I don't want to piss anybody off or bury anybody. But, I mean, there have been podcasts where we've had to carry people, and it, and it was frustrating. But, I mean, you were awesome.
2: Well, I, I appreciate that very much, and I look forward to doing it again, guys. Hey,
1: man, we'd love to have you back, especially if Levi can you know take time out of his busy schedule. <laughs> <laughs> alright man but I'll have this up in about 10 minutes I'll tag you in it on Twitter and all that stuff and we'll, uh, we'll hopefully we'll talk to you after this show man we'd, we'd love to have you back and good luck on Friday and Saturday with Ring of Honor
2: absolutely I appreciate it and I look forward to talking to you guys again soon alright
1: safe travels man alright man thanks take care
0: get a credit card that gives you what you need now